People, stop what you're doing and listen to this. Influencers, celebrities, journalists, random friends of yours, everyone has a podcast. Doubling year over year. Um, people are looking for long-form storytelling, and I think they're finding that in podcasts. I've tried a lot of hobbies. Now I'm on the hunt for my next hobby, some common, some not so much. This week. Why does everyone have a podcast now? Because they're cheap to make, the stakes are low, and the opportunity to make some cash could be big. Plus, who doesn't love the sound of their own voice? Podcasting. You're listening to That's a Hobby. This week I get meta, check my sound levels, check, 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 and tell you how the sausage is made why I started this podcast, how I structure them, how I publish and promote them, and hopefully, I don't know, maybe rekindle something to keep the show going. I was always into creating things, like drawing or making little movies on a board camcorder. Making movies was something that kept up through high school, where me and my best friend tried to do any projects we could in movie form. We'd spend maybe like 30% of the time doing the project itself, and 70% of the time making fake bloopers or a fake making of documentary. The internet and computers really changed everything for me. I remember when we had our dial-up connected in 1997 on our first PC, an IBM that cost about four grand and that we got from a furniture store. Up until then, creativity came with a cost. Whether it was the paper and drawing things like pencils, erasers, and markers, it always took a lot of hemming and hawing and commitment when I had to choose what to draw. It limited my creativity in a way. With video, you could only record over tapes so many times before the footage looked like it was taken with a potato. To get more tapes, we used to order those free religious VHS off the TV, and we'd put a little bit of tape over them so we could record using them. With the computer, there was no cost. You could draw something, another thing, as many things, and you didn't use any real materials. Without having to worry about using up markers or running out of paper, I could experiment. Add audio and video and it blew my mind. When the internet took off, there was a way to show off anything I made, and I became hooked on building websites. I had dozens of sites on GeoCities with all the cool visual trends like marquee text, blinking text, GIFs, MIDI music playing in the background, and my name following the cursor around. When Flash came around, I got into animation and interactive sites to take the everything soup style websites I made to the next level of. What's the opposite of user-friendly? Uh, well, that. When high-speed internet became more common and audio and video streaming grew, podcasts entered the picture. This isn't my first podcast or second or even my third. This is actually my fourth podcast in over a decade. The first podcast I did was called The Super Fun Happy Hour with my wife, Laura, from probably 10 years ago. I searched and I actually couldn't find any proof of it existing on the internet. It was basically a knockoff of The Totally Rad Show, where we talked about movies, shows, and games we watched or played. The Totally Rad Show was a weekly show with three guys talking about movies, shows, and games they watched or played. One of the hosts of that show was also the host of Dig Nation a pioneer show from 2005 about two guys who talked about interesting internet things, and they distributed it on the internet for free. At this point, I was already doing freelance web design and making real money, but I needed a creative outlet. Like most things I try, I emulated things I liked, and that's how the super fun happy hour was born. 
We did probably a dozen episodes and stopped. I don't remember exactly why we stopped, but it probably had something to do with creating too much work and structure for just watching a movie. We also didn't really have a good idea of how many people listened, but I doubt it was more than a dozen. Almost five years ago, I did my second podcast with my brother about wrestling. Wrestling is probably a whole different episode, but the long story short was, since we were kids we watched wrestling, we broke a handful of matches trying out moves, and we'd been to a bunch of shows over the years. My brother is also a creative person, so much so that he moved to LA and he's working in the music industry. He obviously took his talents a lot further than I have. That podcast was called The Jobber's Corner, where we talked about weekly shows and did a, like a Tosh.0 style bit on funny old school wrestling clips. We did 15 episodes and life happened. My first kid was born and he got busier with work. I think we kind of just got it out of our system, where the fun wasn't more than the work we had to put into it. You can still find that show, by the way, and listen to it if you're a wrestling fan. My third podcast was called I Got Questions, and you can find that one online too. I did it about two years ago, after getting the itch to record something again. I did 10 episodes where I interviewed family and friends about their lives, kind of like uh, Tim Ferriss' podcast. I noticed everyone I knew had interesting stories to tell and thought that the combo of talking to friends and basically an endless list of content would be a good mix. And it was. I had fun and I learned a lot about people closest to me. I even recorded hours with my wife's grandfather who's now 98. That episode is basically like recording history. I stopped after about 10 episodes because, well, you probably noticed a pattern. I felt like I got it out of my system. I wasn't having enough fun to warrant trying to schedule and coordinate people to keep up with a bi-weekly episode, and there really wasn't enough people listening to feel like I had to keep going. So what about this show? Why do a fourth podcast after doing three and saying I got it out of my system? I have a short attention span and I like to try new things. When it's been a while, I get that creative itch. I always love doing podcasts. Why is podcasting, why has that become so important these days? It's audio only, but editing is layered. I get to work on trimming timing, picking music, structuring, and recording. Knowing that somewhere out there, someone is listening to my voice is kind of cool. I was also inspired by a new produced style of podcast I noticed were becoming more popular, like Serial, Revisionist History, and Planet Money. A podcast arrived in 2014 that changed everything. From This American Life and WBEZ Chicago, it's Serial, one story told week by week. They weren't just two people chatting, they felt like documentaries with structure, story, and audio production. I wanted to try doing a podcast like that, and I wanted to do it solo so that I wouldn't have to coordinate with someone else. When I was thinking of topics, I wanted to do something a bit more lighthearted than deep conversations, and more interesting to more people than wrestling. For the topic, I realized it was the fourth time I was trying a podcast again and thought about all the things I'd tried over the years, like stand-up comedy, racing cars, and just drawing. And I ended up Googling interesting hobbies. When I found a list of like 20 interesting hobbies, I figured out the answer to my content question. So how do you start a podcast? Well, having done this before, I have a head start. First, the equipment. I have a pretty decent mic, an Audio-Technica AT2005, which makes me sound a lot better than real life. I use my Mac like I did before, and I use Logic Pro to record and edit. You can actually use GarageBand too, I just like to use Pro Tools because, well, you know, ego and all that. Next was choosing a name and creating the album art. I bounced some ideas around with my wife and landed on That's a Hobby. More as like, that's a hobby? 
because their original idea was to talk about strange hobbies like mooing and competitive dog grooming. After I did a few episodes though, I learned it was harder to do good episodes on topics without a lot of articles and videos. So the show became a little bit more informative. Album cover wise and just art in general, I use Canva, which is like a blasphemous thing to say coming from using Adobe everything before. But I saw my wife use Canva for years for her blog and Instagram and put time savings over artistic achievement. As I've learned in my professional life, spending time on the right things, and for me that's podcasting itself, not the art, is the right thing to do. The next thing was figuring out how to actually record a solo produced podcast about a different topic each week. It's a lot easier to talk about the same topic every episode with someone else to keep the conversation going. You still need some sort of structure, but you can also just let it flow organically. The style of shows I'm trying to emulate here has a clear structure and a lot more prep. This is where NPR and Gimlet Media come in, probably the two biggest names in mainstream podcast media. They both put out great content for podcast creators on how to prep and produce a quality show. They help me understand what a structured podcast looks like. It's like telling any other story. It has parts or acts, an interesting topic, and an overarching story. I don't think I've nailed it completely, but I've definitely figured out some sort of structure about five episodes in. Intro the topic with some foreshadowing, connect it to myself in some way, do a bit of background on the hobby, talk about how to actually do it and some tips, some controversies a bonus, and end with connecting the dots to how it relates to me. The last piece of the puzzle is distributing and marketing the show. It's the most straightforward but most time-consuming part, and the part I enjoyed the least. Hosting and distributing is easiest. You can pay for podcast hosting or use free hosting like I use on Anchor.fm. Anchor is great not only because it's free, and it's not going anywhere, Spotify bought them, but because it does all the heavy lifting of getting the show listed on Apple Podcasts and Spotify, the two biggest distributors. Just upload to Anchor, publish, and you're done. So let's talk about the hard part, the marketing. The goal is to put the show in front of people and get people to listen. In the early days of podcasts, it was more of a build it and they will come kind of world. Now there's like a million active podcasts with more than 30 million episodes and that number is growing daily. Well, it's interesting because when you look at the growth of the medium, it's hard to deny. And not only is it growing so rapidly, it's the fastest growing medium right now. And when you look at the median age, of who's listening to podcasts, you'll see that it's the youth, uh, the young generations that are really driving this trend. About half the US say they listen to podcasts regularly, the majority on mobile, but 90% of the listening is done at home. Working in my favor, three out of four people said they listen to podcasts to learn something new. When people listen to podcasts, they listen a lot. Over 80% said they listen to at least seven hours a week. But here's the tricky part. Of those people who listen to podcasts regularly, they listen to six shows. That is really tough competition to get into a list like that. It's like that speed dial episode of Seinfeld where there are only so many spots. It's even tougher when your show isn't something that's obviously interesting. It would have been much easier to market this show if it was all about Star Trek or football or politics. There's already an established fan base I can tap into. No, I had to pick a topic that's for a different group every week. I tried going into individual communities like on Reddit, but there's pretty strict promotion rules, and since I'm not a regular member, I rarely met the criteria. I tried search engine optimization with that'sahobby.com, where I post show notes for each episode, but that hasn't been that successful. 
where I spend most of my time is on Twitter, where I can network with other podcasters and even podcasters who live in Ottawa, who have podcasts about hobbies. Small world. I can tap into different feeds, hashtags based on topics the week before and after the show, like I did with Autocross. I can also get listeners organically through my general posts. This is the only part of marketing I actually enjoyed, because half the effort is writing the best one-liners or arguing with people online. I tried the same style of posting on Instagram and have more followers than I thought I would, but I don't think it actually led to any real listeners. It's a lot of effort, and like I said earlier, I like to put my effort where it matters, making shows. But with podcasts, you have to promote it, and that takes a lot of time. You do a podcast for people to listen, and it's not a personal journal for most people. To get people to listen, you have to put the show in front of people. Hope they listen. Hope they add it to their already small list of regular shows. Unless you come in with a fan base or a network before you release an episode, it's an uphill battle. And it has been. But yeah, give me a sense. Where do you think this is headed? I didn't know if I'd do this episode. I don't mean on podcasts. I just mean a 20th episode. I haven't really been as motivated, and I started to feel like it's getting out of my system again. But I thought if this is the last episode, it should feel like a natural end. A podcast about the hobby of making a podcast just kind of feels right. I'm genuinely proud of this podcast, more than anyone I've done before. It's partly because I did it all myself, partly because of all the prep that goes into it, partly because of all the positive feedback I've gotten, and not just from people I know. I got surprised with sincere positive feedback from other podcasters, and that means a lot. When I decided to do this podcast, and on this topic, I was also doing it to see if it could act as a motivator. Maybe if I talked about how I got here and why I started in the first place, it would remind me of what was missing before I did the show to keep me going. I guess we'll see if that worked. Hey, listen, I want you to know that your time is valuable to me. And the fact that you spent it listening means a lot. So thank you. Please remember to subscribe wherever you listen and maybe tell a friend or two. If you've tried this hobby or you have hobby ideas for me, let me know on Twitter or Instagram. See you next week.